Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to shine a light on the great work being done in local businesses. If you would like to learn more, please visit corkcreative.ie. We are now into our third season of Cork Creative. We've interviewed many local creatives and businesses, and we have listened to some great advice and lessons learned. With that in mind, last year we did a series on business supports and delved into the local offerings that can aid both new and established businesses. Mixed co-working in Clannacilty is one such business. At the time of our series, they had big plans afoot to broaden their offerings, so we delayed meeting up with its co-founder and manager, Rachel Kelleher, until their big plans had been realised. In this episode, I sit down with Rachel in one of their beautiful pods and discuss their journey to both Clannacilty and the creation of a co-working space, learnings from their original passion project to now, the benefits of co-working and nurturing their creation. So you're very welcome to Cork Creative, Rachel. Thanks, Jodine, for having me. So tell us the story of how mixed co-working came about. Uh, sure, uh, let's get into it. So, well, it, it definitely feels like there's a phase one mm-hmm. and a phase two. So phase two being in this beautiful building, 8 Wolfton Street. Um, many will remember the building as Nugent's Grocers and Toy Shop. Mm-hmm. Upstairs where the workspace is, was used for storage Mm -hmm. and I've been told to store grain many years back. Mm. So the building's been here a very, very long time. Um, We have Cloud9 Salon next door who are great neighbours and I believe there was a stunning garden here at one time too. And where the pods are, where we are now, there was battered old permanent sheds Mm -hmm. and the building itself was in uh, dire straits. So it took over 12 months for the renovations to be complete. It was through COVID and uh, Commercial construction was closed for quite some time Mm. and we were working with the budget. So we got to the finish line Mm -hmm. and opened in March 2022. Mm -hmm. So the building owner, Johnny O'Donovan, has been a great partner for us. He understands what we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, what the vision was. So we've really enjoyed working together and it's it's been a lot of fun. We've had an overwhelmingly positive year. Um, We really enjoy serving our customers, remote workers in the area with a place to work. Our main focus is that customers feel welcome, comfortable. There's no fuss, no pressure. Mm -hmm. Whether you're having a good day or a bad day, you can come in and get your work done. Mm -hmm. Be in a neutral space. We've been very intentional with the colors, plants, furniture, so it feels good. And just so it's a bit different to home and an office. The name Mixed Coworking very much comes from that idea of mixing up your work week. Mm -hmm. There's a place for different environments, you know, um, and modes within our work, whatever we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having having a choice, mm-hmm. having somewhere where you can go that isn't being at home or being mm-hmm. in the office is, is important. Okay. So that was always the vision. Yeah. So so that's that's our phase two where we are now and how it all started. Well, it, it really ties in with when Mike and I met. Mm-hmm. Mike and I own the company together. Mm-hmm. We both have been in and around co-working for a few years mm-hmm. before, before we met. So a bit of background about ourselves. So I'm from Ireland. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Jeddah in the Middle East for the bulk of my schooling. My parents are primary school teachers and living in the Middle East. And we would travel to Clare and Cork in summer months. Mm-hmm. My dad's dad was from Kishkem. Yeah, my childhood memories were of being in Ireland, hot mm-hmm. summers, smells of the grass, which is very sweet when you live in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. So, um, yeah, I spent 10 years living in, in Jeddah. Okay. My dad's originally from Ennistime and my mum's from, from Dublin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, always had a connection to Ireland. Mm-hmm. We always felt like home. 
but was was very much away. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a few years on, I I did a commerce degree in UCD and then started my working life. So my first gig was admin assistant at the NGRC, which were running their first inaugural incubator program called Launchpad. So Mm -hmm. it's essentially a a place for startups to come together in one room. And it very much reminds me of of, upstairs. Mm -hmm. So it it was not too dissimilar from upstairs. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was definitely my first introduction to co-working. Yeah. But it wasn't really called that at the time. Mm -hmm. It was just a mash of different startups Mm -hmm. in this this environment. So I worked there for, for about a year and a half. And then I moved to Twitter, which was, you know, again, that kind of startup environment, but very different. Mm. Um, I was working as account manager and saw the company grow very quickly. And I left after about two and a half years. So I ran out of it. Really. Yeah. I think I just felt a little bit disillusioned after a while. There was really high targets mm-hmm. working in sales. It's a certainly a, di- a certain mode. So, yeah, I, I definitely wanted time. So I left and I went traveling for two years. So when I was traveling, this is now to set the scene, 2014, mm. I met a lot of people that were working remotely mm-hmm. and I just thought this was the best thing mm-hmm. ever. It was definitely a light bulb moment for me that seemed like just a real ticket to not have to go back into what I was doing before, mm-hmm. which wasn't fully working for me. So I started looking for a remote job and it took a long time to find one. Um, mm. At the time, the, the pool was small. There was just one job platform called weworkremotely.com there's lots now but yeah after looking and searching I I got a job with remote year mm-hmm. and that's how I met Mike mm-hmm. so remote year it's a company that helps digital nomads remote workers to work and travel at the mm-hmm. same time and Mike was the operations director for Europe and we met in Lisbon so Mike he grew up in Southern California mm-hmm. he studied art studio degree at University of Santa Barbara and then headed for Chicago. He actually applied to go on remote year and the outcome was working for, for the company. So he moved to Europe, was living out of a backpack and he was scouting and setting up operations across Europe. So mm. part of that was setting up some co-working spaces. Okay. So one in Split and one in Lisbon. So that's the background. So mm. we were both very much, you know, working in co-working, but very, very passionate about it mm. as well. Yeah. So we met in Lisbon and We were, yeah, I guess we were at a very unrestricted time in our lives. We were, you know, independent. We were moving around and, you know, we we fell in love. A few months later, Mike came to Ireland for Mm -hmm. the first time. So this was May 2017. Yeah. So not that long ago. And that May was warm weather. It was 20s. You know, we had a day or two in Dublin and we came down to Kinsale and we camped from Mm -hmm. Kinsale all the way to Dingle. Mike absolutely fell in love with Ireland. Great. And yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So he he just kept asking, why is there nobody here? Yeah. He just couldn't believe because he was obviously working in the tourism industry for years. Mm-hmm. When he was in Chicago, he was working for a company that organized adventure travel. Mm-hmm. So I think he was surprised mm-hmm. just the scenery, the beauty, the wildness of it. Mm-hmm. And it's great fun traveling in Ireland with someone who's not from here. Yeah. yeah. So that really set us up to, to be here mm-hmm. permanently. It was a whole year later that I decided that I would maybe come down and try and rent a studio or mm-hmm. an apartment just for six months to see mm-hmm. how I got on. And really, I just had a desire to live somewhere that wasn't in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, having the remote job, I could do that. So I just wanted to try it out. Did that. Mike was still working and traveling a lot for his gig. So we based ourselves in Clon. We had a little studio up McCurtain Hill. 
And it was ideal because the airport's so close. Mm. So Mike would come and go for his work. Mm. And we loved it. Yeah, we just loved everything about being here. It obviously felt very novel for both of us. Mm. Um, we did a lot of exploring. It loved the coastline and all of that stuff. Mm. So we were living in a tiny studio. We had okay internet when mm. the weather was okay. And we would move around, like we'd go upstairs in Arish. We'd be in Sticky Bun, yeah. eating tea and cake, you know, and just to get good internet. Yeah. I, I remember doing a call in Sticky Bun, oh, like, yeah. you know, at the, the little bar. Yeah. So we really felt there was a need for ourselves. Mm. We really needed somewhere to work if we wanted this to work. As I said, we were just trying it out. So I was here for six months and, you know, Mike was dipping in and out. But the longer we stayed, the longer both of us wanted to stay here. Mm. And we decided, yeah, if we want to stay here, we need to get an office. So we started looking for a private office. Couldn't find one. Mm. There was nowhere. And then I was in Finer Details, which was Mary Phelan's business around mm -hmm. the corner. She always thought that small space would make a nice office. And she, her lease was ending. So I remember running home to Mike. Mm. I said, what do you think? Maybe we should set something up. Mm. Yeah. And it started from there. Mm. The stars were aligning. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think what was lovely about it is this, that space was small. We had just seven desks. Mm -hmm. I had one. Mike had one. We just had five to rent out. Mm. So it really was a prototype. It didn't feel like there was huge risk. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that big fear of if it was going to su succeed or not, because mm. we both just really had a genuine need to have somewhere to work. Mm. So thankfully, after a few months, we got a customer and mm. we got another customer and we had in the end, we had a lovely small cohort of regular users in the space. And um, yeah, it was very, it wouldn't have suited everybody. You came in, there was, you know, just as it sounds, there were seven desks, a little kitchenette and a bathroom, but mm. it was, it, it started organically. And looking back, it was great to start like that. You know, uh, yeah. as I said, there was very little fear. So we met in January, 2017. We moved to Clon in March 2018, and then we set up the co-working space in November okay. 2018. That year. And why did you decide to open it up to other people? Was it just from an economic point of view, or what was it? Yeah, definitely. So when we couldn't find a private room to rent, you know, with one or two desks, we thought that it could work. Because we were familiar with co-working spaces, we had worked in, in a good few. A lot of them were very big. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of amenities. So we were kind of like, God, you know, like we could just have a few desks. Mm. It doesn't need to be a big deal. It can really just be a bit of a side project. Mm. And that's definitely what it was. It was the side project. You know, we, we had a lot of fun kind of coming up with the, the name and the branding and mm. all of that stuff. It really was nearly like a hobby, to mm -hmm. be honest, because we were both working quite intense jobs at the time. Mm. I'd left remote year at that time. I was working for a software company. I was working European and US hours. Mm. Okay. So we'd finish about nine o'clock and we'd have some dinner and be like, okay, let's think about the co-working yeah, space now. Yeah. So it was, it was very much a hobby mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. us. But the lovely thing about once we started getting a few customers is, you know, the rent was being paid. And mm -hmm. that was the main thing. Mm -hmm, the rent mm -hmm. was being paid and the council rates were being paid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just kept everything very agile mm -hmm. in terms of managing it. It was very self-service. Mm -hmm. We had a little lockbox. Mm -hmm. People could come and go. And we would, sometimes we would head away, you know, Mike had to head away for work and I'd go with him and we'd kind of just leave it to our few members that mm. we had to, to come in and out. It kind of looked after itself. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it was a good prototype and we learned what worked and what didn't. Mm. We had great internet. Um, it was warm most of the time, <laughs> you know, and it was self-service and we learned people liked that. We then obviously dreamed of having something bigger. Mm. 
And then it was really bringing the things that worked in the sense that it was nice that it was self-service mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't need to have a reception. We didn't need to hire a bunch mm -hmm. of people. So we were pretty confident we could do something bigger mm -hmm. and keep some of those agile things yeah. with us. And I suppose it was a good basis for where you are now. Like it's, yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I speak about it so fondly mm -hmm. because it really was the, the starting point and the prototype, you know. Okay. Yeah. And, and COVID forced the closing of that original premises back in, in March 2020. How was the experience of having to close and reopen for you? Yeah, so we had opened October 2018 and then fast forward a little time. COVID was April 2020. Mm -hmm. So we had our son, Kaylin, in November 2019. Mm -hmm. He was four months. We were actually away with Mike's work and, you know, obviously with Kaylin, I went with him. And, you know, we heard of the first cases and initially we were following everything so closely, but we'd never even thought that anything would happen in the sense that we'd have to close the business. Mm. When we came back, I was still on maternity leave and was spending a lot of time at home. I wasn't in mix all that much. Mm. Mike was in there every day. And in the space of a week, Mike's company folded. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was told my company was not going to take me back after my maternity leave. Wow. So we called our landlord the next day and we, we ended the lease very quickly. Yeah. When you're in situations like that, where there's a little bit of adversity, you know, there's no fear. There was no fear of what are people going to think? Mm. Has it failed? We weren't really thinking about yeah. it. I it think was everyone just... was in the same base or whatever. They're like, oh my God, what is coming next or what's yeah. happening? No one knew. So what was going to happen? So I think was a lot of understanding in, yeah. in people at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So we ended up having quite a nice few months that kind of made you. Kaylin was four or five, six months of age. And in a way we were living on this bit of excitement. What's going to happen next? Mm. I mean, we weren't working. Mm. We had lots of time with Kaylin, which was lovely. Mm. Just before COVID mm -hmm. actually started, Johnny O'Donovan, who owns this building, had approached us about setting up a co-working space. And we we said, yeah, we're, we're definitely interested. You know, anything like that when it starts, you're, yeah, but wow, would mm. anything ever come of mm. that, you know? We made contact again in the summer. We're still in level five. And we realized, and Johnny realized, everybody's talking about working remotely now. Okay, co-working feels a long way off. Mm. But there was a confidence there. It has to come around at some point, mm. you know? So... We met many times over the summer, the three of us, just discussing and chatting. There was a lot of discussing and chatting and just about, first of all, or is, is it going to be the right fit? Mm. Because we were prepared to sign a long-term lease agreement. Mm. Yeah, I think there was a really good vibe. We were all very excited about what it could be. It just it definitely felt right. So we applied for a grant with CCAD. Mm -hmm. The team at CCAD were brilliant. They gave us great guidance. I mean, the application with CCAT is huge. Mm. We took our time filling that out and we got great news that we were successful in getting a grant. Mm -hmm. It was for 50% of the interior fit out costs. Okay. So internet infrastructure, furniture. So when we got the news of that, we soon after confirmed, you know, that we were all on the same page and mm. we, we signed a long-term lease agreement for the building. Mm -hmm. It was almost like it was meant to be in one way, you know, that COVID happened 
and it kind of almost like reset you and, and refocused you on in this kind of bigger space, you know, make it more of a, a bigger project for you. Would you think that? Yeah, definitely. If COVID hadn't happened, would you still be down the smaller premises? I don't think so. I think we could see that it was working. Mm-hmm. And it was working whilst we were both working full time. Mm-hmm. So in one way, you know, it gave us a time to refocus. I then focused my time full time on this. Mm-hmm. Well, part time because mm-hmm. I had a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was Mix and Kaylin. So in that sense, my time has been a lot more dedicated okay. to to it now that it's much bigger, which okay. has been huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mike, his company, Remote Year, it ended up getting bought by a co-living space company called Selena's. Okay. And they were a team of 100 mm-hmm. before COVID to a team of four. Mm-hmm. They asked Mike to go back part time. This was September, October. And he did. And... And amazingly, he's still with them. They've slowly <laughs> gone from six people up and up and up. Yeah. And they're operating worldwide again. Okay. But it took getting bought by a different company okay. for that to actually happen. The, the branding stayed the same and okay. everything like that. So he's, he's actually still with Remote Year. So that it's all a bit like a big circle, really, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Very gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just talking about mixed co-working, it's, it's a beautiful workspace and a, a very good location here in Wolfton Street. Was finding that right building essential to you? Yeah, absolutely. So one of our, our big things was being in town. Mm-hmm. I think because our backgrounds were be, being in European cities mm. in co-working. So Mike helped set up a co-working space in Lisbon and in Split mm-hmm. in Croatia. And we had worked together it, based on our roles with a remote year in co-working spaces in Sofia, Belgrade, Valencia. We thought that there was a huge appetite for co-working in towns, mm. but it has to be in the town. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the whole point is. The footfall, mm-hmm. you know, everyone here today is going out to buy coffee, mm-hmm. to go get lunch. Mm. They might be dropping their kids to school. So it's that idea of that it's it's part of the town and it's bringing people into the town. Mm-hmm. It's really, really important. Mm-hmm. That was a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. I think w- with the building... I mean, we love the building so much. So upstairs has exposed beams, mm. has high ceilings. It's not a big space, mm. but it works very well. And it feels bigger than it is because of the high ceilings. So yeah, it feels the, very spacious up there. It does. It's lovely. Yeah. You, you can't tell when you're outside mm. looking at it because it's south facing. It's very bright mm, upstairs. Mm, 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 There's mm. the lux windows in the back. There's a really good feeling mm, in the building. Mm. So, yeah, I, I really do love it. And it's lovely to see it kind of being brought back to life when you were talking there at the beginning about it being, you know, grocers and a, a toy shop. I, c- I can still remember coming here to pick out my Christmas presents at my parents. So it's I've, I've very fond memories of this building. And I think a lot of people from Plan do too, you know, it's, it was always there. So it's lovely to see it being repurposed. It's a vital part of the community now as such. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. lovely to hear. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. You've used a lot of local and Irish suppliers to bring the whole mixed co-working experience to life. Was this important to you? Yeah, it was really important for us to use local suppliers. All of our furniture is from Dunworth Interiors. They're based in Core. Mm-hmm. They've been there for years. They've been so helpful. We have some nice artwork, mm-hmm. which is all from Irish artists. Mm-hmm. I spent probably too much time, but I think it was worth it, trying to find things that would benefit the space but you know obviously on a budget so we we found some really nice Irish suppliers Mm -hmm. and we've had some great people come through and help us Mm -hmm. with 
the work that's been done. Mm-hmm. You set up this beautiful workspace to enable co-working, so you must be quite passionate about it. What are the benefits of co-working? Yeah, really are so passionate about it. So, I mean, I gave that kind of monologue background of, you know, where I started and working in Twitter. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I left is I really struggled with having to be at my desk every day at 9 a.m. <laughs> I was a really hard worker, but I had some sort of imposter syndrome. You know, if I walked in at 9.15, I felt like, oh, my God, you know, you had managers on one end of the room. Mm. We had a sales team. And that's fine when you're in a good place. Mm. But when, you know, you've got a migraine and you just need to have some more fluid mm, in your life. Mm-hmm. so. I think that's what remote working lends itself to in a Mm. sense that you can blend your work with your personal life. Mm -hmm. And then co-working comes in. You know, when you go to a cafe, do you ever find, or in an airport, you can work very well. Mm. You Mm. know, it's because you're somewhere new. Yeah. I always like that idea of being somewhere new and being somewhere where things are happening Mm. and and an airy space. And I think from working in an office environment, I've always felt quite stagnant at my desk. Mm -hmm. I thought it was me. I thought, why can't I concentrate? Mm. Now, I I did well in my job, Mm. but I struggled personally Mm. with the conformity of it. Mm -hmm. And I think co-working offers something that's not home. It's not the office. You can come in, you can do your work, Mm. you can go at your own pace. And it's lovely to be around different people that are doing different work. Mm-hmm. So we have we have an illustrator upstairs. Mm-hmm. We have a journalist. We have people that are working in graphic design, engineering, pharmaceuticals. Everyone's doing something different. And mm. the lovely thing is if, if someone's kind of picks up a phone call or something, nobody knows other people's work. Yeah, yeah in exactly. A sense. Yeah. And it's also lovely that you can come in and say hello, but you're not meeting people that you're working with every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because... You know, you might feel there's a piece of work that you want to work do in the afternoon. Mm. Colleague comes over, and you know, it's distractions. You know, you feel like you need to leave the office to actually get some work done. I know, yeah. And I mean, the issue now with the remote work is people feel they have too many calls. You know, you nearly need to. You know, Mike every now and then says, "Oh, it's four p.m. I can start my day now." Mike, the halls are finished. So there's these practices that don't work, that don't serve us. Yeah. And we have to be confident to say what they are, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not have that kind of imposter syndrome that I had before because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I chat to people that are coming in and out and you know every now and then it comes up probably the biggest theme that comes up is people feel because they're not in the office their team might think that they're not working mm. and it's that's all on us <laughs> in terms of the work that we need to do to yeah. be okay mm. that we're responsible we've mm-hmm. been given the job mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. trust that we can do it mm-hmm. and if we can't do it then we can ask for help. Yeah. But that's that's a real process. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. So co-working, I think it's it's for me anyway, it's just providing somewhere that is a little bit more freeing. Mm-hmm. And as well for some people that can't work at home, it might be bad internet or there's it's busy, there's children around. Just have somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've really tried to create it that it's no fuss. You know, if life is busy at home, that you can come here and just feels like a bit of a haven, you mm. know. Come in. It's a lovely atmosphere, like, and it's nice that there's people here. Um, you're not like in your own little office in your study. Well, you can be if you want in one of the pods, but it's nice that there's people around as well. That if you want to say hello or whatever, you know, you can, but you can still focus on your work and get that done. 
Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So we have, we have, a, it, there's very distinct, you know, levels. We have upstairs is the workspace. We have three ventilated phone booths, which mm. are great for those focused calls mm. with reactive calls or, you know, all hands where you're not doing a lot of speaking. It's great to do those at your desk. Mm. And then we have downstairs, which is lovely to just have a tea or have your lunch, meet people say hi and again there's no pressure mm. sometimes it's hard for me to get a sense of what people are thinking from the outside is mm. is it that there's you know you have to go in and you have to talk to everybody and mm. oh i don't really feel like that i just mm. want to get my work done you're 100 catered for mm. or if you feel you do want to be social and come in for the reason of meeting people there's that too so yeah. it caters to both yeah yeah. yeah yeah very good and what do you offer for the remote worker looking to put their commute behind them yeah, so obviously there's there's lots of reasons why we need to be in the office. Mm. So if you're working in Cork, for example, it's it's that's a tough commute. Mm. It really is. Um, it's lovely if you're doing it twice a week or three times a week. It's it's tough if you're doing it every day. Mm. So we offer an alternative. So I mean, we offer desk space, the phone booths, and we offer the private pods. Mm. We also have a employer's PDF. So mm. if anyone is at a stage where they'd like the idea of it. It's a conversation they have to have with their employer. Mm. We'd be really happy to help in that mm. case. So the the PDF, it just gives a level of professionalism in the sense of what's here. Mm-hmm. We've excellent broadband. We have facilities. We have ergonomic chairs. We mm-hmm. have sit stand desks, uh, monitor screens. So respective company knows mm-hmm. what's here and that it's it's the real deal. And it that might in some way help the conversation around working remotely or you know not driving five days a week, but less mm-hmm. yeah that, that road to cork i'm telling you i couldn't anymore anyway no no thank you and connected hubs it's it's a vehicle for individual hubs like yourself to come together what kind of support has connected hubs been able to offer you yeah connected hubs has been incredible mm-hmm. so they've helped us in a few ways i mean they had the um, voucher scheme they had two sessions of that so that was a chance for individuals to try out co-working each individual got three vouchers, which you could use in any uh, co-working space or hub mm. around the country. So we had a lot of uptake from that. People trying it out. A few people have continued on, which Great. is lovely. Mm. And then for other people, it was just a chance to dip their toe. And that's mm. great, too. Mm. So that was that ran last summer. And then they ran a, a winter one as well throughout mm-hmm. October, November. And it was it was really great. It was done very well. Mm-hmm. And then they also the Connected Hubs also had a fund. So mm. it was a five million euro fund for co-working space and hubs across Ireland to apply to. So we applied to that and were successful. And with that, we have gotten the solar panels, okay. 12 solar panels on, on the front, you'll see the pods and also um, two additional phone booths. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. really, really great. Mm. Connected Hubs as well. They have a fortnightly session where yeah. you it's on Zoom. You join any co-working space hub around the country can join. They have breakout sessions. So it's it's great to just discuss with other hub managers or owners things that come up. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, how to get more people into the space, marketing drives, oh, yeah. VAT, mm. um, pods, phone booths, all mm. these things that we're all in, in the same industry. Mm. So they they organize that and, and the chair, Liam Horn, is very, is great. It's very well organized. And then they're having a roadshow. So on Thursday, I'm going to Limerick to meet other hubs okay. in Munster. Yeah. And we'll discuss community and all that type of stuff. It's like a little support network for you as such, you know, just kind of even bounce ideas, what works for one hub, 
probably will work for another hub. So it's great. It's great kind of sounding board like that for you. Yeah, 100%. Okay. From the opening of your doors back in 2018, you've gone on to change premises and expand your offerings in terms of now be able to offer private office pods. What are your plans going forward? Well, at the moment, just to enjoy it. It's been a really busy two years. I think everyone can relate when you've had a busy period and you come out of it, you look back and you think, how did I do that? (laughs) But you get into a different mode. And I think when we opened our doors last March, the Connected Hubs Fund, which came soon after that and the expansion, that really came as a surprise. That opportunity was there. Mm -hmm. And so at December I was tired mm-hmm. yeah I, I I was tired I was tired from making decisions mm. on all the small stuff yeah. actually it's the small stuff yeah there. so this year especially this summer it will get busy as families and visitors come through town mm. it, it's just to really enjoy it I, yeah. I'm really looking forward to just being able to do some planting mm. those types of things which yeah. we have some things which are far in the yeah. you know those things that you're looking forward to get to you know, thankfully, things are working very well. You know, we're very happy with how things are going. We haven't done a lot of marketing mm-hmm. and we've kind of just decided to focus on customers that come in the door. Mm. And in, in that sense, we've been under the radar a little bit. Mm. But I think it's working well for us. I mm. think when customers come through the door, we're really focusing that they have a good experience. Mm. Mm. Um, and that's the main thing. So long term goals, we've of course, we've thought about, you know, expanding a little mm. bit more. But I think for the next year or two, it's just nurturing what's here. Yeah, settle into us yeah. see what's working. Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, like a plan. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you, Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us on the Cork Creative Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Mixed Co-working, you can find links to their social media on website on corkcreative.ie.